Hi, I'm Gail. And hi, I'm Catherine. Welcome to Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined, our weekly podcast. Our signature is sharing stories of vital women, 70 to 100 plus, who shatter the myth that women become irrelevant as we age. We appreciate your support. Join the Aging Reimagined Circle at womenover70.com. Promote your book in Books by Women and invite us to speak to your organization. And we are really excited to have in the studio today, Martha Hansen. Martha Hansen is 70. She's going to be 71 in June. And she founded Light and Sound Productions to produce Seven Days at Sea, her first play. Judy Schindler, episode 10, was an early guest on the Women Over 70 podcast. And she referred Martha to us. Judy is currently performing in the play at the Edge Theater on Broadway in Chicago. Seven Days at Sea is Martha's first completed play, and this production is its premier performance. She has found it a humbling experience. As one of her friends suggested, it's like building a plane while flying. She's learning about the complexity of bringing a production to life. Myriad pieces and people have to work together. Martha's respect for theater people and what they accomplish has grown exponentially. Even more heartening has been the incredible support from the artistic community in Chicago for her self-produced play. On days she feels she might not be able to go on, their enthusiasm and encouragement buoys her up and allows her to continue. Seven Days at Sea is an homage to her friends and to the hidden voices of older women in our society. So Martha, welcome again to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Thank you. (laughs) We're so happy to have you. We know that there's a journey, right, that got you to this exciting moment. Did did you know one day you might produce a play? I I did not. I, um, I, you know, it's interesting, a lot of people I think in their lives, they talk about, I've always known I wanted to be this or that. And I I feel like in my life, I never knew what I was going to be. And I just kind of um, rolled along and unfolded. I I think I am a very curious person. And in my early days in high school, even I was writing poetry. So I I always did love literature and reading and writing. Um, But as I got older uh, and I, was kind of a hippie and went through all kinds of things in the 60s that many of us did, uh, dropped out of school and did some pretty crazy things. Uh, And then at one point in my life, I decided that I had to try the hardest thing for me, which was science and math. Those were difficult for me when I was younger. So I needed a challenge. And so I went back to school and got a degree in biology and a master's and I began to teach. Uh, science and became a science department chair and went through this whole career in science, which was fascinating. But when I retired, it kind of came back to me, uh, this love of uh, writing and literature and all those kinds of things. And I started taking some acting lessons and went to Second City and did improv and, and I'm pretty dramatic personality. So <laughs> that fit pretty well. And uh, I, I, I wasn't thinking about writing a play. And one of my teachers one time said, well, have you ever thought about writing? And I thought, no, I haven't. And 
I wrote, I took a couple of classes at Chicago Dramatists and I wrote a, an unfinished play, a partial play, and I left that for a few years. And then I just sat down one day and this came out, if you can believe it. It wasn't a, it wasn't a thought out thing, which made it harder in the long run. <laughs> now that I know more about playwriting, I probably wouldn't do that again. But, but there was something in me that needed to come out. And I think it was the story of older women. And uh, this came out. And then, of course, many, many uh, edits and polishing and tearing your hair out. Uh, trying to pull it all together and something that's more cohesive and dramatic um, has brought us to this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did, who did you work with to to get this to get the 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 writing done? Well, there were a couple. I mean, I wrote the whole play, and then I worked with um, a young woman who had directed me in another show at one point, Christina McCloskey, and she did quite a bit of development with me over a couple of years. Now this was during the pandemic and pre-pandemic, I was in a little show up at the Dells for a few months and, excuse me. Um, so there wasn't a whole lot to do at the Dells in the winter. So I had a chance <laughs> to work on it up there. And then when I came home, we did a table read uh, with Christina and that was right before the pandemic started. So, during the pandemic, I was able to work on it some more and Christina was guiding me and um, we did another table read, but it was over Zoom. And then she was actually going to direct the play, but something came up in her life and she had to move and things changed. And so then um, Margaret Knapp, K-N-A-P-P, mm -hmm. uh, agreed to be the director of the show. And she's also a dramaturge, which means she helped me work on the structure. Well, she deserves, I don't even know how to praise her enough for what she's mm -hmm. done because she was so invested in the project and the story that she spent day and night helping me to structure the play in a way that was more dramatic and just hours and hours with me because I was a novice at playwriting. Mm -hmm. And she also did a lot of the production things in the early days because I was also a novice at producing a play and all the things <laughs> that it involved. <laughs> and also she's my director. So kudos to Margaret who went way above and beyond. But that's, the, that's what I meant when I said that the, the artistic community was so interesting because mm -hmm. They're so dedicated to it. Every person that I contacted, and I made a lot of cold calls because I didn't know what I was doing and just said, you know, can you help me find this person or that person? Or do you know anything about this? And, and to a person, the people in the th theater community were unbelievably supportive. They were very encouraging. And if they didn't know, they... They gave me names and even if they couldn't help me, they said they were so excited that I was doing this. And they were, um, you know, very supportive of somebody trying to make a creative impact. Um, mm -hmm. So that was pretty thrilling, that part of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And to see the dedication of these people. I mean, most of these artists are not making a ton of money and they're doing it out of love for the craft. And it's very impressive. 
Yes, sounds it, my goodness. And so uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the play, the theme? <laughs> There's a lot of things. That was, that was one of the issues when we were talking with Margaret. She said, you know, it would have been a lot simpler if you had one protagonist. It's, it's an ensemble piece, and there's five women, and they take, and they're all older, and, and the age range is 80 to like 50, late 50s, um, but most of us are on the older side, and they take this cruise for different reasons. All of them are at, uh, at have some critical point in their life that they're trying to address and they come on this cruise and um two of the women are supposedly straight and one of the and three of the women are gay and they all have different issues and so the play i don't want to give too much away because i hope you're going to come I but <laughs> there's some really, uh, you know there's some fun things i mean obviously since i'm gay there's 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 some of the historical things. The play is set in 1995, so it's not set in modern times, which does make a difference because if you came out when you were you know, younger and grew up in the 50s, it was a whole different environment mm -hmm. for gay people than it is now. Yeah. And so some of those issues of being gay, of coming out, of, of dealing with things, of, of women having to come out 40 years ago when things were really you know, when it was against the law and when it was not present in society in the way it is now. And those kinds of issues are in the play. Um, the, the issues of aging, you know, dementia is an issue that's in the play. And um, one of the women has cancer, which so many of our friends I know and family have experienced. Sounds like it's kind of a downer. It's not. <laughs> um, there are some fun fun things in here. Sure. Uh, but there's also, uh, I think a key thing that, that you don't see ever is the sexuality of women at this age. Mm. And that's a pretty big piece also in the play. And it really hasn't been done. Um, it's, uh, I, I don't kind of don't know how to describe it. But you know, we're putting it out there. It's, it's, I think the, for me, the idea of women disappearing as we age as you know, our physical beauty fades. And now we're, we're, we become non-entities in our, in our culture, at least. And a lot, if you say that to any older women, our age, they all know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, where some you become insignificant in some way, and um, that takes different forms. Sometimes people just overlook you completely, or sometimes they condescend to you, or, you know, uh, trivialize you. And and the kinds of things that really bug me are the commercials on TV where people our age act so stupid. You know, it's like. Uh, yes. Or like it's supposed to be such a big deal if somebody in their seventies is actually dancing, like aren't they cute, kind of thing, and that that stuff really gets to me. So, so I'm trying to portray the real lives of people, the real people, and that the fact that even though we're in our seventies, it doesn't mean we have all the answers or we know what we're doing, and we still have as many life issues as other people, and we still many of us still have sexual feelings. Um, and all those things are in the play. So uh, I don't know how that will be received. It'll be interesting. <laughs> I'll have to put my armor on just in case. But uh, 
Has it opened yet? No, it's it's the it actually there is actually a performance a week from tomorrow on the 19th. The official opening, which means the night that you know critics and people come is is Friday the 20th. But there is a nor- a regular performance on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was actually done because so many theaters are opening on Thursday and we're unknown. So uh, we decided to open actually the next day formally, although the performance starts on a regular performance on Thursday and it runs through June 5th and it's Thursday, Friday and Saturday at 7 p.m. and Sunday at 3, 12 performances total. Mm -hmm. So it's not a long run, but (laughs) hopefully a good one. (laughs) The the cast is very exciting. As you said, Judy is playing one of the characters and um two of the characters are equity actors so the show does have equity status which brought everything to a whole different level and that was done by mistake <laughs> if you really <laughs> want to know the truth because originally i wrote this play with um some women in mind that were that i was in a play with um superior donuts by uh the archie theater and quite a few years ago. And the, the cast of that included Millie Hurley and Joanna McClay and um, Pat Musker. And those two of the women couldn't be in it, um, but one, Millie is in it. And I actually wrote the play with them in mind. Um, so I, I didn't realize, because I was really naive about almost everything about producing a play, but I didn't realize that uh, Millie was an equity actor. And I wrote the part for her and we did all the table reads. So when it came time for to do the play, that bumped us into a completely different category. And I, I wasn't willing to let Millie go. So I learned a lot about equity theater. Well, tell us a little bit about that. It's interesting. What, what well, does that mean? You know, the equity actors are professionals and the equity is their union. And so there are uh, pay scales, their health benefits, their um, schedule issues. They, they, they are protected by the equity umbrella, which is, they should be. I mean, I support that. Sorry, but, I missed that. Could you say it? Yeah, there's, there's, the equity supports them, that's their union, and it protects them. And so you have to follow their guidelines if you are using equity actors. And they have very specific guidelines. And uh, so that meant that we had to have an equity stage manager and uh, Adrian Curry, who was actually my teacher, the one that recommended I write the, start writing, she's in the cast as well. So it's a very good cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll be exciting, but mm-hmm. I, I had to learn how to work with equity. And, you know, in my mind, I think when I first started this play, it was just going to be this little, little play. Oh yeah. We'll just put this play on. <laughs> and it really didn't happen that way at all. Now it's this play, you know? Yeah. So, uh, that's been difficult and exciting. Mm-hmm. So do you think there's any hope that uh, older women's voices being hidden can change? Is, are, are you hope, hoping that this play will express some of that? I really do hope so. I don't know. I mean, if you look at the history of women's liberation in this country and the fact that we couldn't get the Equal Rights Amendment passed and things like that, 
and also the history of you know racism and all those kinds of things in our culture i'm not completely optimistic that it's going to change dramatically in a very short time mm -hmm. but i do think it's important to have a voice and to say you know we're not off in some closet or doing these things just because our bodies are changing and we might be struggling with some of those things we're still in here and we're still vibrant people that are living and we're engaged in life and we're doing things and we're adapting as best as we can to the kinds of um, difficulties that come with getting older and I, I think that voice is important to put out there and i would hope that at the very least there's more representation of older women in film and television and plays and all kinds of things like that um mm -hmm. so that we're not absent you know we're part of we're part of this population um yeah 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 i know one of the things that judy had said was that she wasn't sure she would ever get any parts because of her age that's right and so this she has done several plays and this is another one and i'm really happy for her and i'm happy for you to be able to put this on that's not so easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you so martha it's it's uh, the way you're talking about uh, our women as we age our physical appearance and health it just reminds me of this notion of being healthy on the inside uh -huh. and and uh, i'm just wondering how, does that kind of is that a part of the message of of the, of the women in your ensemble it is in in some ways i i think that because each of the characters are struggling with their own personal issues of where they are in their lives at that point in time at the point that the play takes place i mean just like we all are in our lives you know it's you know it's life you know we're up and down all the time it's that's just what it is we have fun we have good times we have bad times you know things happen um i think that one of the messages is to some kind of acceptance of who we are as people just in general and that it would apply to any age but we're so hard on ourselves and i think as we get older that um i know that i've well i've always been hard on myself you know when i was younger it would i'll, I'll tell you a funny i don't know if you'll think it's funny but i thought it was a funny story <laughs> is that um one day i was walking down the street and you know i've had to really deal with uh what my body looks like now at 71. it's not pretty you know i there's certain clothes i don't wear anymore uh because i'm self-conscious about you know sagging skin and all those things that go with an aging body so i was walking down the street one day and i saw this young woman walking down the street in short shorts and a sleeveless shirt and and i had this great pang of grief that i'm never going to be able to dress like that again and you know this this oh my god you know i'm getting old and this is this is really sad and then i started laughing because i thought 
you never dressed like that when you were younger because you were <laughs> self-conscious about being overweight. <laughs> so I thought, okay, well, just, you know, get over yourself. It's okay. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. And, and so is there another play in you? What's next? It, what's I, you? you know, I can't even imagine that at this point in time. Um, maybe I, I, I'm just so, it's been so challenging and so much work and to get to this point, I mean, it is more fun now that I'm getting into the acting part of it, but, uh, I think I'll just have to take a little bit of break, but yeah, I'm always up to no good. There, there's probably something in there. I'm not sure exactly what. <laughs> do you have other, other thoughts about what you'd like to do after this? Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a big storyteller. I don't, I mean, not formally, but people seem to love that. And I was such a wild child that I have a lot of stories. So I have thought about writing a one woman show. And then strange to say that, oh, I don't know, many years ago, I was cast in Driving Miss Daisy in a small production. Mm. And I learned all the lines, went to a few rehearsals, and I loved that part. It was so good for me. And, um, for some, the, it was a new production. It was a new company, theater company, and they hadn't gotten the rights in time. And another theater company started doing the play before we did. And so the whole thing was canceled. Hmm. And it sounds weird, but I've always wanted to do that part. So I don't know. I don't know if I ever will or not, but you know, things are rattling around in there. And maybe when I'm rested, I'll find something to do. I'm sure I will. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you stand still very long. Uh, <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners? No, I, I feel like I've kind of talked their ear off already, but. Are you uh, acting in the play, Martha? Yes. Yeah. I, right. have, I have one of the parts. You're um, one of the five. All right. One of the five. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I'm playing the part of Bailey, who some characteristics of me I would say but I mean I am not her <laughs> I would like you to do a one woman show about your about the wild child oh well there there is a lot of stories there's a, whew, more than I can even remember <laughs> but and then yeah. how does she continue to live in her 70s that's what yeah yeah well I, I I did I had started writing some of those stories down because my wife uh was encouraging me to do that because, you know, if we'd be at a party or something and I'd tell some experience and she would say, you need to write that down. So <laughs> I started, but I, I never finished that. <laughs> I have it. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you on Thank the stage you. and wish you lots and lots of good luck with this production. Thank you. I, I really appreciate being on this podcast and, um, you know, I just hope that all the people our age just keep living their lives whoever they are and you know whatever they want to be they just do that and <laughs> and you know feel good about it and be strong because i know there's pressures uh, out there that that get to us sometimes but mm -hmm. for sure yeah. i just want to send everybody a lot of love and uh, that's that's about it <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you and listeners subscribe to our podcast and leave a review 
Visit womenover70.com to access all of our episodes and easily search by name or category. Join us on the first Tuesday of each month to enjoy programming beyond the podcast hosted by Aging Reimagined Circle. And we'll see you next Wednesday on Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined.